Section 17 of A Collection of Supreme Court Opinions by the United States Supreme Court. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. Mutual Film Corporation vs. Industrial Commission of Ohio, 236 U.S. 230, decided February 23, 1915. Please note, this is a reading of the opinion of the court. This reading does not include any concurring or dissenting opinions. For ease of listening, this reading omits legal citations found within the text of the court's opinion. Mutual Film Corporation Appellant v. Industrial Commission of Ohio et al. Number 456. Argued January 6 and 7, 1915. Decided February 23, 1915. Opinion. McKenna. Appeal from an order denying appellant herein designated complainant an interlocutory injunction sought to restrain the enforcement of an act of the general assembly of ohio passed april sixteenth nineteen thirteen one hundred and three ohio laws three ninety nine creating under the authority and superintendence of the industrial commission of the state a board of censors of motion picture films the motion was presented to three judges upon the bill supporting affidavits and some oral testimony the bill is quite voluminous it makes the following attacks upon the ohio statute one the statute is in violation of section five sixteen and nineteen of article one of the constitution of the state and that deprives complainant of a remedy by due process of law by placing it in the power of the board of censors to determine from standards fixed by itself what films conform to the statute and thereby deprives complainant of a judicial determination of a violation of the law two the statute is in violation of articles one and fourteen of the amendments to the constitution of the united states and of section eleven of article one of the constitution of ohio and that it restrains complainant and other persons from freely writing and publishing their sentiments three it attempts to give the board of censors legislative power which is vested only in the general assembly of the state subject to a referendum vote of the people and that it gives to the board the power to determine the application of the statute without fixing any standard by which the board shall be guided in its determination and places it in the power of the board acting with similar boards in other states to reject upon any whim or caprice any film which may be presented and power to determine the legal status of the foreign board or boards in conjunction with which it is empowered to act the business of the complainant in the description use object and effect of motion pictures and other films contained in the bill stated narratively are as follows complainant is engaged in the business of purchasing selling and leasing films the films being produced in other states than ohio and in european and other foreign countries 
the film consists of a series of instantaneous photographs or positive prints of action upon the stage or in the open by being projected upon a screen with great rapidity there appears to the eye an illusion of motion they depict dramatizations of standard novels exhibiting many subjects of scientific interest the properties of matter the growth of the various forms of animal and plant life and explorations and travels also events of historical and current interest the same events which are described in words and by photographs in newspapers weekly periodicals magazines and other publications of which photographs are promptly secured a few days after the events which they depict happen thus regularly furnishing and publishing news through the medium of motion pictures under the name of mutual weekly nothing is depicted of a harmful or immoral character the complainant is selling and has sold during the past year for exhibition in ohio an average of fifty-six positive prints of films per week to film exchanges doing business in that state the average value thereof being the sum of one hundred dollars aggregating six thousand dollars per week or three hundred thousand dollars per annum in addition to selling films in ohio complainant has a film exchange in detroit michigan from which it rents or leases large quantities to exhibitors in the latter state and in ohio the business of that exchange and those in ohio is to purchase films from complainant and other manufacturers of films and rent them to exhibitors for short periods at stated weekly rentals the amount of rentals depends upon the number of reels rented the frequency of the changes of subject and the age or novelty of the reels rented the frequency of exhibition is described it is the custom of the business observed by all manufacturers that a subject shall be released or published in all theatres on the same day which is known as release day and the age or novelty of the film depends upon the proximity of the day of exhibition to such release day films so shown have never been shown in public and the public to whom they appeal is therefore unlimited such public becomes more and more limited by each additional exhibition of the reel the amount of business in renting or leasing from the detroit exchange for exhibition in ohio aggregates the sum of one thousand dollars per week complainant has on hand at its detroit exchange at least twenty five hundred reels of films which it intends to and will exhibit in ohio and which it will be impossible to exhibit unless the same shall have been approved by the board of censors other exchanges have films duplicate prints of a large part of the complainant's films for the purpose of selling and leasing to parties residing in ohio and the statute of the state will require their examination and the payment of a fee therefor the amounts of complainant's purchases are stated and that complainant will be compelled to bear the expense of having them censored because its customers will not purchase or hire uncensored films the business of selling and leasing films from its offices outside of the state of ohio to purchasers and exhibitors within the state is interstate commerce which will be seriously burdened by the exaction of the fee for censorship which is not properly an inspection tax and the proceeds of which will be largely in excess of the cost of enforcing the statute and will in no event be paid to the treasury of the united states the board has demanded of complainant that it submit its film to censorship and threatens unless complainant complies with the demand to arrest any and all persons who seek to place on exhibition any film not so censored 
or approved by the censor congress on and after november fourth nineteen thirteen the date to which the act was extended it is physically impossible to comply with such demand and physically impossible for the board to censor the films with such rapidity as to enable complainant to proceed with its business and the delay consequent upon such examination would cause great and irreparable injury to such business and would invoke a multiplicity of suits there were affidavits filed in support of the bill and some testimony taken orally one of the affidavits showed the manner of shipping and distributing the films and was as follows quote, the films are shipped by the manufacturers to the film exchanges enclosed in circular metal boxes each of which metal boxes is in turn enclosed in a fiber or wooden container the film is in most cases wrapped around a spool or core in a circle within the metal case sometimes the film is received by the film exchange wound on a reel which consists of a cylindrical core with circular flanges to prevent the film from slipping off the core and when so wound on the reel is also received in metal boxes as above described when the film is not received on a reel it is upon receipt taken from the metal box wound on a reel and then replaced in the metal box so wound and so enclosed in metal boxes the films are shipped by the film exchanges to their customers the customers take the film as it is wound on the reel from the metal box and exhibit the pictures in their projecting machines which are so arranged as to permit of the unwinding of the film from the reel on which it is shipped during exhibition the reel of film is unwound from one reel and rewound in reverse order on a second reel after exhibition it must be again unwound from the second reel from its reverse position and replaced on the original reel in its proper position after the exhibitions for the day are over the film is replaced in the metal box and returned to the film exchange and this process is followed from day to day during the life of the film all shipments of films from manufacturers to film exchanges from film exchanges to exhibitors and from exhibitors back to film exchanges are made in accordance with regulations of the interstate commerce commission one of which provides as follows moving picture films must be placed in metal cases packed in strong and tight wooden boxes of fiber pails End quote. another of the affidavits divided the business as follows quote, the motion picture business is conducted in three branches that is to say by manufacturers distributors and exhibitors the distributors being known as film exchanges film is manufactured and produced in lengths of about one thousand feet which are placed on reels and the market price per reel of film of a thousand feet in length is at the rate of ten cents per foot or one hundred dollars manufacturers do not sell their film direct to exhibitors but sell to film exchanges and the film exchanges do not resell the film to exhibitors but rent it out to them End quote. after stating the popularity of motion pictures and the demand of the public for new ones and the great expense their purchase would be to exhibitors the affidavit proceeds as follows quote, for that reason film exchanges came into existence and film exchanges such as the mutual film corporation are like clearing houses or circulating libraries in that they purchase the film and rent it out to different exhibitors one reel of film being made to-day serves in many theatres from day to day until it is worn out the film exchange in renting out the films supervises their circulation End quote. 
an affidavit was filed made by the quote, general secretary of the national board of censorship of motion pictures whose office is at number fifty madison avenue new york city the national board it is averred is an organization maintained by voluntary contributions whose object is to improve the moral quality of motion pictures end quote. Attached to the affidavit was a list of subjects submitted to the board which are quote, classified according to the nature of said subjects into scenic, geographic, historical, classical, and educational and propagandistic. End quote. Messrs. William B. Sanders, Walter N. Seligsberg, and Harold T. Clark for appellant. Messrs. Waldo G. Morse and Jacob Schechter as Amakai Curiae argument of counsel from pages two thirty six to two thirty nine intentionally omitted messrs robert m morgan clarence d leyland james i bolger and mr timothy s hogan attorney-general of ohio for appellees mr justice mckenna after stating the case as above delivered the opinion of the court complainant directs its argument to three propositions one the statute in controversy imposes an unlawful burden on interstate commerce two it violates the freedom of speech and publication guaranteed by section eleven article one of the constitution of the state of ohio footnote section eleven every citizen may freely speak write and publish his sentiments on all subjects being responsible for the abuse of the right and no law shall be passed to restrain or abridge the liberty of speech or of the press and all criminal prosecutions for libel the truth may be given in evidence to the jury and if it shall appear to the jury that the matter charged as libelous is true and was published with good motives and for justifiable ends the party shall be acquitted End of footnote. and three it attempts to delegate legislative power to censors and to other boards to determine whether the statute offends in the particulars designated it is necessary to consider only section three four and five section three makes it the duty of the board to examine and censor motion picture films to be publicly exhibited and displayed in the state of ohio the films are required to be exhibited to the board before they are delivered to the exhibitor for exhibition for which a fee is charged section four quote, only such films as are in the judgment and discretion of the board of censors of a moral educational or amusing and harmless character shall be passed and approved by such board End quote. the films are required to be stamped or designated in a proper manner section five the board may work in conjunction with censor boards of other states as a censor congress and the action of such congress in approving or rejecting films shall be considered as the action of the state board and all films passed approved stamped and numbered by such congress when the fees thereof are paid shall be considered approved by the board by section seven a penalty is imposed for each exhibition of films without the approval of the board and by section eight any person dissatisfied with the order of the board is given the same rights and remedies for hearing and reviewing amendment or vacation of the order quote, as is provided in the case of persons dissatisfied with the orders of the industrial commission end quote. the censorship therefore is only of films intended for exhibition in ohio and we can immediately put to one side the contention that it imposes a burden on interstate commerce it is true that according to the allegations of the bill 
some of the films of complaint are shipped from detroit michigan but they are distributed to exhibitors purchasers renters and leasers in ohio for exhibition in ohio and this determines the application of the statute in other words it is only films which are quote, to be publicly exhibited and displayed in the state of ohio end quote, which are required to be examined and censored it would be straining the doctrine of original packages to say that the films retain that form and composition even when unrolling and exhibiting to audiences or being ready for renting for the purpose of exhibition within the state could not be disclosed to the state officers if this be so whatever the power of the state to prevent the exhibition of films not approved and for the purpose of this contention we must assume the power is otherwise plenary films brought from another state and only because so brought would be exempt from the power and films made in the state would be subject to it there must be some time when the films are subject to the law of the state and necessarily when they are in the hands of the exchanges ready to be rented to exhibitors or have passed to the latter they are in consumption and mingled as much as from their nature they can be with other property of the state it is true that the statute requires them to be submitted to the board before they are delivered to the exhibitor we have seen that the films are shipped to exchanges and by them rented to exhibitors and the exchanges are described as quote, nothing more or less than circulating libraries or clearing-houses and one film quote, serves in many theatres from day to day until it is worn out end quote the next contention is that the statute violates the freedom of speech and publication guaranteed by the ohio constitution in this discussion council have gotten into a very elaborate description of moving picture exhibitions and their many useful purposes as graphic expressions of opinion and sentiments as exponents of policies as teachers of science and history as useful interesting amusing educational and moral and a list of the campaigns as council call them which may be carried on is given we may concede the praise it is not questioned by the ohio statute and under its comprehensive description campaigns of an infinite variety may be conducted films of a quote, moral educational or amusing and harmless character shall be passed and approved end quote, are the words of the statute no exhibition therefore or campaign of complainant will be prevented if its pictures have those qualities therefore however missionary of opinion films are or may become however educational or entertaining there is no impediment to their value or effect in the ohio statute but they may be used for evil and against that possibility the statute was enacted their power of amusement and it may be education the audiences they assemble not of women alone nor of men alone but together not of adults only but of children make them the more insidious in corruption by a pretense of worthy purpose or if they should degenerate from worthy purpose indeed we may go beyond that possibility they take their attraction from the general interest eager and wholesome it may be in their subjects but a prurient interest may be excited and appealed to besides there are some things which should not have pictorial representation in public places and to all audiences and not only the state of ohio but other states have considered it to be in the interest of the public morals and welfare to supervise moving picture exhibitions we would have to shut our eyes to the facts of the world to regard the precaution unreasonable 
or the legislation to effect it a mere wanton interference with personal liberty we do not understand that a possibility of an evil employment of films is denied but a freedom from the censorship of the law and a precedent right of exhibition are asserted subsequent responsibility only it is contended being incurred for abuse in other words as we have seen the constitution of ohio is invoked and an exhibition of film is assimilated for the freedom of speech writing and publication assured by that instrument and for the abuse of which only is there responsibility and it is insisted that as no law may be passed quote, to restrain the liberty of speech or of the press end quote, no law may be passed to subject moving pictures to censorship before their exhibition we need not pause to dilate upon the freedom of opinion and its expression and whether by speech writing or printing they are too certain to need discussion of such conceited value as to need no supporting praise nor can there be any doubt of their breadth nor that their underlying safeguard is to use the words of another quote, that opinion is free and that conduct alone is amenable to the law end quote. are moving pictures within the principle as it is contented they are they indeed may be mediums of thought but so are many things so is the theatre the circus and all other shows and spectacles and their performances may be thus brought by the like reasoning under the same immunity from repression or supervision as the public press made the same agencies of civil liberty counsel have not shrunk from this extension of their contention and cite a case in this court where the title of drama was accorded to pantomime and such and other spectacles are said by counsel to be publications of ideas satisfying the definition of the dictionaries that is and we quote counsel a means of making or announcing publicly something that otherwise might have remained private or unknown and this being peculiarly the purpose and effect of moving pictures they come directly it is contended under the protection of the ohio constitution the first impulse of the mind is to reject the contention we immediately feel that the argument is wrong or strained which extends the guarantees of free opinion and speech to the multitudinous shows which are advertised on the billboards of our cities and towns and which regards them as emblems of public safety to use the words of lord camden quoted by counsel and which seeks to bring motion pictures and other spectacle into practical and legal similitude to a free press and liberty of opinion the judicial sense supporting the common sense of the country is against the contention as pointed out by the district court the police power is familiarly exercised in granting or withholding licenses for theatrical performances as a means of their regulation the exercise of the power upon moving picture exhibitions has been sustained it seems not to have occurred to anybody in the cited cases that freedom of opinion was repressed in the exertion of the power which was illustrated the rights of property were only considered as involved it cannot be but out of view that the exhibition of moving pictures is a business pure and simple originated and conducted for profit like other spectacles not to be regarded or intended to be regarded by the ohio constitution we think as part of the press of the country or as organs of public opinion they are mere representations of events of ideas and sentiments published and known vivid useful and entertaining no doubt but as we have said capable of evil having power for it the greater because of their attractiveness and manner of exhibition it was this capability and power and it may be an experience of them that induced the state of ohio 
in addition to prescribing penalties for immoral exhibitions as it does in its criminal code to require censorship before exhibition as it does by the act under review we cannot regard this as beyond the power of government it does not militate against the strength of these considerations that motion pictures may be used to amuse and instruct in other places than theatres in churches for instance and in sunday schools and public schools nor are we called upon to say on this record whether such exceptions would be within the provisions of the statute nor to anticipate that it will be so declared by the state courts or so enforced by the state officers the next contention of complainant is that the ohio statute is a delegation of legislative power and void for that if not for the other reasons charged against it which we have discussed while administration and legislation are quite distinct powers the line which separates exactly their exercise is not easy to define in words it is best recognized in illustrations undoubtedly the legislature must declare the policy of the law and fix the legal principles which are to control in given cases but an administrative body may be invested with the power to ascertain the facts and conditions to which the policy and principles apply if this could not be done there would be infinite confusion in the laws and in effort to detail and to particularize they would miss sufficiency both in provision and execution the objection to the statute is that it furnishes no standard of what is educational moral amusing or harmless and hence leaves decision to arbitrary judgment whim and caprice or aside from those extremes leaving it to the different views which might be entertained of the effect of the pictures permitting the personal equation to enter resulting quote, in unjust discrimination against some propagandist film end quote, while others might be approved without question but the statute by its provisions guards against such variant judgments and its terms like other general terms get precise from the sense and experience of men and become certain and useful guides in reasoning and conduct the exact specification of the instances of their application would be as impossible as the attempt would be futile upon such sense and experience therefore the law properly relies this has many analogues and direct examples and cases if this were not so the many administrative agencies created by the state and national governments would be denuded of their utility and government in some of its most important exercises become impossible to sustain the attack upon the statute as a delegation of legislative power complainant cites harmon v state sixty six ohio statute two four nine five three l r a six eighteen six four n e one one seven in that case a statute of the state committing to a certain officer the duty of, of issuing a license to the one desiring to act as an engineer if quote, found trustworthy and competent end quote, was declared invalid because as the court said no standard was furnished by the general assembly as to qualification and no specification as to wherein the applicant should be trustworthy and competent but all was quote, left to the opinion finding and caprice of the examiner end quote. the case can be distinguished besides later cases have recognized the difficulty of exact separation of the powers of government and announced the principle that legislative power is completely exercised or the law quote, is perfect final and decisive in all its parts and the discretion given only relates to its execution end quote. cases are cited in illustration and the principle finds further illustration in the decisions of the court of lesser authority but which exhibit the judicial sense of the state as to delegation of powers section five of the statute which provides for a censor congress of the censor board and the boards of the other states 
is referred to an emphasis of complainant's objection that statute delegates the legislative power but as complainant says such congress is quote, at present non-existent and nebulous end quote, and we are therefore not called upon to anticipate its action or pass upon the validity of section five we may close this topic with the quotation of the very apt comment of the district court upon the statute after remarking that the language of the statute quote, might have been extended by description in illustrative words end quote, but doubting that it would have been the more intelligible and that probably by being more restrictive might be more easily thwarted the court said quote, in view of the range of subjects which complaints claim to have already compassed not to speak of the natural development that will ensue it would be next to impossible to devise language that would be at once comprehensive and automatic end quote, to one five federal one four seven in conclusion we may observe that the ohio statute gives a review by the courts of the state of the decision of the board of censors decree affirmed end of section seventeen recording by greg giordano newport ritchie florida